What's up, everybody, and welcome to What the Funcast, episode 63. Recorded and released today, November 1st, the anti-spook edition, the Merry Christmas edition, all I want for Christmas is you. I'm one of your hosts, Paul, and joining me is the frozen one, Mr. Ahmed over here. I'm I'm about to cut thumb holes into my into my hoodie. Just Dang, celebrate. He's about to say, let's roll back to the middle school days. I was going to say, to celebrate the return of my comical romance. Oh my god. Did you know that the tickets to that show are 150 US dollars? That's not it. he said dollars. Uh um, <laughs> I said it that's like that. not even surprising. So And they sold the out. Are you I, I don't know why you're surprised. <laughs> I'm so I'm joking. I mean remember, so when <sighs> I looked I looked up the Elton John tickets, right? Elton John, his farewell Yellow Brick Road tour, and it's like I don't know. The tickets went on sale, and all of a sudden, it's like, mm, there's tickets available. They're $400 a seat. I'm like, you know what I'd pay $400 a seat for? Nothing. So <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I can't think yeah. of I a seriously single... can't think of a single thing that I'd pay $400 a seat for. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I get it. He's you know, It's his farewell tour. But did you see the whole thing where it was like, McRib, My Chemical Romance is back? I hate that so <laughs> <Yes>. much. <laughs> oh, my God. There's a... Uh... A picture of the McDonald's sign that says like the McRib is back, but the I and the B fell, so it just says MCR is back. Someone's like, bring this back. Oh my God, please. Um, so it's funny because we, I guess there's like a Chick Fil A nearby that says, um, every boy and every girl spice up your life. Try our seasonal tortilla soup. Oh my God. <laughs> so I'm like, wow, Spice Girls, they're coming back too. They uh, might. Really. They maybe. Won't. No, they they just did a they did a concert I think somewhat recently. When you know that that's, that does sound familiar. I don't know in, where they did it. In it was in the UK. Oh, was it for uh, like Eurovision or whatever? I don't know. Spice Girls concert. Let's see what they say. What they say. Remember that movie? The Spice World. It? Yeah, that one. I forgot what it was called. I was gonna say Spice. Pop Land. Sugar has an article. Spice Land. <laughs> did I ever tell you the story where my mom thought it's because like back in the day Spice was like. The Playboy porn channel. Yes. And Did she think Spice Girls was a porn band? My mom, my mom went around asking all the like the parents in the in my uh, class or whatever, like the parents of all the kids, like, is our Spice Girls like girls from the Spice Channel? And I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> are they from so, the Spice Channel? Oh my god, I had a Spice Girls shirt one day. It's fine. Really? I remember we played on in recess. It'd be like Spice Girls and Spice Boys, and we'd just like assign personas to each other, and then just that was it. That was the game. <laughs> Just run around. Who were you? I don't remember. I genuinely don't know. <laughs> every it changed every time. Probably do do spice. That's what I'd I'm be. You. I'd probably be scary spice, if anything. Yeah, in June they did a they did a performance. Uh, except for one of them. One of them wasn't. One of them didn't do. Uh... Oh wow! Anyways, this <laughs> this article what? this article comes from. Hedy Phillips over at Pop Sugar. Anyways, I got very thrown off here because I'm like skimming through it trying to figure out where it was. So, and then one part of the article goes, seven months ago, I bought VIP tickets aptly named the Ziga Ziga package. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> Anyways. Ziga Ziga. Uh. Yes. Yes. Well, that's what my, I was playing in my head. I'm like, where did that come from? Yes. Um, yes. It came from. So anyways, they went to. They, they did one of three shows at Wembley Stadium in London. Um. Yeah. And it was just four of them? 
Uh, let's see here. The atmosphere was uh, electric. The stadium was packed up millennials. Oh, God. <laughs> Both men and women decked out in custom-made Spice Girls gear, old-school Spice Girls merch, or even outfits meant to look like one of the girls themselves. Uh, blah, 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 blah. For two hours, Jerry, Emma, Mel B, and Mel C danced around a giant stage. So which one wasn't there? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the uh, names of them. Wait, which ones did I just say? Uh, Jerry, Emma, Mel B, and Mel C. Did you say Jerry? I don't know. I'm making that yeah, up. Yeah, I did. No, okay. I did. I did. I did. I wasn't sure if that was actually the name. What the hell? Which one's... What's the fifth one, anyways? I don't know. Uh, Spice Girls. Spice Girls. <laughs> this is a disaster. Can you tell it's a slow news week, people? <laughs> Spice Girls uh, members. Okay. Why? Wait a minute. Are really having in trouble. 2020? Spice Girls? Why did Emma, that come up? Emma Bunton? Who's that? No, she was there. That's... Oh, wait. Was it? We said Mel C, Mel B, Jerry, and Emma. And, oh, so Victoria Beckham was missing. There you go. That's yes, posh. Victoria Beckham. Okay, let's see. Backing Got vocals. It. What's the problem, Victoria Is that Beckham? My roommate. Can you hear him? Anyways, maybe I should. No, it's fine. Quiet him down. It's fine. He's in the living room, chatting on the phone. Oh, but okay. no, I don't. I seriously don't hear. Him. Um, oh, good. Well, hopefully the listeners don't hear him either. Um, anyways, beyond Spice Girls and My Chemical Romance and all these fun bands, what have you been doing this past week? Um, absolutely nothing. No, not really. So we, <laughs> what was it, last weekend, it was one of those, let's just start one episode of Stranger Things, and then we marathon through the whole thing. Thankfully, it's over, it's done, you can stop ridiculing me over it, the spoiler that I saw was real, I'm so mad, but it's fine, um, but I guess it's not really a spoiler, we don't, we're not going to talk about spoilers, so. I'm so proud yeah, of you. I know. I know, right? So, um, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. It was good. I I don't know. It was it was good. Uh, it was actually really good. So, sorry, I got a little distracted here because we're talking about all these bands and we're going to see Simple Plan with Bella on Monday. So, oh, that's exciting! And I was like, wait a second, that's this week. So, yeah, we're going to see Simple Plan with Bella on Monday. So that'll be a lot of fun. Where's that in Sayreville? Uh, yeah, that's at uh, Starland Ballroom. Starland Ballroom? No. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, does that sound right? Yeah. Yes. I don't know. I don't know places. I don't know shit. Um, yeah, so Stranger Things was really good. And Millie Bobby Brown is very talented. Yes. So I, they were all pretty good. I mean, I can't, you know, I can't complain too much. I like Max's character a lot. Um, I liked Billy. Um, and I thought that Billy did a, a pretty good job acting through the whole season, which was good. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I think that overall it was really good. Really, really good. And then coincidentally, Limited Run Games starting today is doing like a pre-order for... They took the Stranger Things game and turned it into like a cartridge. So Isn't Stranger, I, the Stranger Things game just like a mobile game? It's. I think it used to be mobile that they ported to Switch and PS4, maybe? Oh, it was like a online only? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like digital, digital only. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Limited Run Games is doing... Um, is doing a physical copy of it. And, like, it looks nice, but it's also $35, and I know it's been $10 a number of times on the eShop. So I'm like, you know what? I don't need a BS game. And apparently it's not even good, too. So Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah. But it's very easy to fall down that rabbit hole with limited run games because it's like, oh, I'll just get this, and, oh, I got to collect all of them, and, uh, you know, whatever. So either way. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's, it's nice if you are a collector, but that I am not. So. It adds up so quick. Logan Logan's bought a lot of them, and like they're really cool because it, at first it was like I don't know it I don't know at, at first it was like oh you know 
we're going to start doing Switch games. And then it was like, oh, hey, we're doing two of them every Friday. And then it was like, oh, hey, this week we got four new releases. And it's like, hmm, like $30 times four is $120 plus shipping and tax. I figure it's like $140 every week. That's a lot of money to have games shit on a sh- shit on a <laughs> shelf. <laughs> to have games shit on a shelf. Anyways. I mean... With games shitting on shelves and everything? I don't know. That's um, not inaccurate, I guess. I know. <laughs> so so it's it's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, you know what? I don't I don't know. I don't need that nonsense. Yeah. So it's uh yeah, it's cool. I did I did buy the Celeste, so they have a collector edition as well, with like every new release that they do. And the collector editions are pretty cool. So the Stranger Things one is like I I, I sent a post in the group chat, I don't know if you saw it, but it's like themed like an old NES uh, box. Yeah, I saw and it in the chat. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's it looks cool, but that's fifty five dollars. So now I'm paying an extra twenty dollars for shit that is gonna collect dust. So anyways, like literally, you it's nice to look at, and then you just park it on the shelf, and then you never look at it again. You're like, huh? And then it's just, and you look over, and you're like, mm, look at that shit on the shelf, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so yeah, no, but I did buy the Celeste Collector Edition that came out or that went up for order in January. And just shipped this past week, so still need um, to play that. It's a cool ten months to get to me. So Yikes. I did buy the clutch edition for that one. That was fifty five dollars, but I really like that game, and it comes with a steel book. Um, and the Switch steel books are really cool looking, but also like Limited Run is the main the main one that does them, right? The thinner steel books. So mm. it's uh, it's definitely cool, but. I don't know. It's one of those things where it's, I just can't justify it sometimes. Like the Death Stranding Clutch Edition kind of looks interesting. Like, you know, it would be cool to hold that baby thing in my hands for would about... It, would it be? It'd be cool for about five seconds. And then okay. I'd be like, okay, I'm done. So Put this well, thing back like where it came from or so help me. Literally. So <laughs> we'll, we'll get to Death Stranding stuff in a little bit. What else did I do? Um, I pre-purchased Pokemon Sword with my voucher, one of my vouchers. So I have one voucher left, I think. Yeah, I've got one voucher left, so that'll be for Animal Crossing. So no more voucher redemptions for me. Um, so that was cool. I've been waiting for that to go up so I can preload it because you know, I rarely buy um, games digitally like that. So it's kind of exciting to to pre-purchase and preload it and all that good stuff. So uh, that was cool. Uh, what else? So I did get Modern Warfare. Last time I think we talked about it, um, I did buy it from uh, GameStop, and they have their Guaranteed to Love It program, so I could buy it and then return it within 48 hours of the game launching and get full retail value back on a trade credit card. So what I did was I did buy it and I tried it and then I took it back. So Oh, anyways, was it not good? Well, I just well no the thing so the the problem that I have and I've told you this I've, we've talked about this ad nauseum before but like now it's November 1st. Oh, yeah. yeah that yeah. game is going to be $40 at a minimum maybe within the next 2 weeks, right? And I've got plenty of games to play that I don't need to pay $60 for a Call of Duty game, right? That's and true, that's true. That wasn't even, like, the best... Like, I think Amazon had a $10 certificate if you pre-ordered it and purchased it or whatever, but I don't need to play it that bad. I can wait till it goes on sale. So, like, what I ended up playing was I ended up playing, I don't know, maybe a solid couple hours of um, of the single player, and it's interesting, but it's just very generic. I mean, it's not... Like, I don't know what I went in looking for, but it was interesting. It's cool. I like the modern warfare theme of, you know, like these are real things that are happening now because it's kind of related to what's happening in the world now. So that's that's cool. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Overall, it was like, okay, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I don't like to play the multiplayer because I suck at it. So I know I'm just going to get made fun of and 10-year-old kids are going to destroy me. So <laughs> Honestly, that's 
the only reason that I only play Overwatch multiplayer. Or that's the reason that Overwatch was my first multiplayer game. Like, yeah, it's much so, more accessible. So would it be cool to play at some point if it's on sale or something? Yeah, and you know, maybe we get it and play it, try it out online or whatever. So I, I've heard the online is a lot of fun. Um, but, you know, it's Call of Duty. You've got different loadouts and different guns, and that's always overwhelmed me to the point that it's like there's a bajillion different guns. I don't know which one to pick, and they're all named, like, TFA-1-2. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> got uh, it. Yes, of, of course. course. <laughs> I'll take the TFA, please. I mean, it's um, like... it's. I don't know, for from your perspective, it's like Fortnite. Like, there's a bunch of different guns, and they're not really like you know what ones are like a shotgun or a pistol or a rifle, but like you don't know which one's better until you kind of play and get used to it. But with Fortnite, there's only a couple variations, right? So there's in Call of Duty, it's like this is a I don't know assault rifle. This is a light assault rifle. This is a heavy assault rifle. This is a assault rifle that's got the little thing, the the T looking thing, like you can mount it down on the ground, but you can't because it's like you can't do that in the game. I mean, I think this one you actually can, but that's not my point. So, and they all shoot the same. And then some of them have bursts. Some of them have constant fire. Whereas in Fortnite, it's like there's a, there's the the spread shotgun. And then there's like a, like the regular shotgun. And there's a heavy assault rifle and a regular assault rifle. Like there's one or the other. So I don't know. I don't think it's that hard. But also, I guess I'm not choosing my loadout. Yeah, I'm not choosing my loadout. In Call of Duty, you're choosing your loadout. So you're you're piecing together. Or at least that's what I remember. I haven't played it in forever. But at any rate, maybe when it goes on sale, we can get it and try it. But I also bought Borderlands. And I haven't even started that either. So I, I got plenty of games to this. play. I have a, a streak of never having bought a Call of Duty game ever in my life. So I, I want to continue it at this point. Oh, okay. Yeah. At this point, I mean, you know, why, why go back? Exactly. So yeah, <laughs> I. <laughs> hey, do you listen? Uh, I I downloaded I... the Outer Worlds on. I'm actually downloading it right now on PC. And I downloaded it on my Xbox. Um, I got to tell you, my wired internet is pretty fast. I don't know. It's almost like I minimized it and it went fast. And I opened it up now and it's like 30 meg per second. It downloaded 27 and a half gigs already. In Capital that short M time. is not meg. That's megabit. And it's like a lot faster than you realize. 30 is like extreme. <laughs> That's super fast. Really? Yeah. So it's very confusing, but like internet download speeds are different from like actual file size so when you when your internet connection is like 200 megabits per second that's different from megabyte there's eight bits in a byte does that make sense so no no no. so i get that okay i guess so i always kind of thought that and then someone told me like no that's not how this works i'm like okay i guess i'm wrong it's very confusing and i always like have to look it up and convert and make sure i'm not talking out of my ass but it's 30 is a lot you're good Okay, so let me... You're living your best life. Let me look here. So if I have 34M with a capital M per second, let's see what that gives me. Oh, there's a, a converter. Hold up. One... Oh. Oh. One megabit per second is 0.125 capital MB per second. Wait. Okay. So that makes sense. It's a wild episode, folks. I forgot I forgot what it is exactly. But yes, it's I don't know. So it's you're good. You're fine. You're downloading very fast. I was gonna start the download before this episode started, but then I got afraid that I might, you know, mess up our connection or something. Oh, anyways, because... I, I'm like sitting here like, wow, my internet's so slow. <laughs> 
I just don't want to lag. It's 272 megabits per second. Anyways. Yeah. That's good. good. Um, yeah. Well, it's the glory of having the router right next to me. Well, I yeah. I don't have connection. I don't have a hardwired because um, I just don't because my router's in the living room and this one's in the in the bedroom and there's no way to route it. But the Wi-Fi is pretty fast. I'm on five gigahertz and I guess no one in my apartment building has upgraded to five gigahertz yet, so the signal's pretty clear. Shh! Don't tell them. Honestly, I won't. When you go this, it, the jump between. 5 gigahertz and 2.4 gigahertz is so drastic. Like when you're on 2.4, you might as well not even be connected to the internet. It's so slow because there's so many different um, Wi-Fi signals overlapping. That's Anyways, crazy. enough nerd talk. Yeah. Um, I didn't do as much this past week. You were like, oh, I didn't do anything. And then you proceeded to talk for 10 minutes about all the things you did. Um, all I did this week was celebrate Halloween pretty much since last Saturday. Like almost every other day I've been dressed up, um, bloodied and whatnot. Uh, I went and saw the Joker on Monday, so that was interesting. Um, was it good? What do you What do you think? How would you How would you rate it? What did you give it on Letterboxd? I gave it a three point five out of five. So I I mostly enjoyed it. Did I give it a three point five or a three? Three point five, I think. Um, I I enjoyed watching it, but I wouldn't like watch it again. Like I was like, okay, that's enough. Um, like the performance. Like, Joaquin Phoenix is really, really good as Joker, but nothing really happens besides you just watching this man descend into madness. Like, there's no real plot. It's literally just, like, a character study watching him go crazy. And, I don't know, the ending was shocking, or I guess, but, like, it wasn't, like, a twist ending. It's just, like, whoa, holy shit. Um, But, I don't know. Like, I enjoyed watching it, but it wasn't spectacular in any way. It was just, like, a watching and a one-man show kind of thing it's very weird it's very you know it's funny remember when you were like i'm gonna continue my streak and have never bought a call of duty game i'm gonna continue my streak and have never seen a dc movie outside of you like, saw shazam and wonder woman i did not see shazam okay have i did see wonder woman shazam? Shazam. You, now's the time for shazam shazam is a christmas movie you gotta watch shazam. oh really okay yeah. maybe i will then it's so good um no i guess i guess the way i i, I categorize that right like i didn't see suicide squad i didn't watch batman vs superman i didn't watch uh aquaman i didn't watch i don't know there's a lot of that a lot of the recent ones right so i saw wonder woman uh we i saw man of steel forever ago man um, of Steel's whack yeah well i mean a lot of those movies are whack so not wrong but um yeah shazam is excellent and so this is not even in the dceu it's just like a totally separate like its own random story on the side Oh, really? Um, okay. Yeah, it's not connected to anything. Um, but I don't know. It was interesting. I think it's worth a watch at the very least. Um, but, and like, I don't know. Joaquin Phoenix might get like the Oscar for best actor. But besides uh, that. No, he won't. If Taron Egerton doesn't get it, listen, I I'm not riot. rooting for Joaquin. I'm rooting for Taron. But I think he's going to at least get nominated. What's the internet saying about the Oscars? I don't uh, know. It's still Oscar. still early. Oscar season's not till like is- February. It is not early. It is so early. I mean, it is not early. Okay. Anyways, um, so like I said, I've been celebrating Halloween since basically last Saturday. We and it's to... over now. Shut Goodbye. Up. No, Halloween is until Thanksgiving. Now it's been extended. <laughs> according been extended. to me, um, I went to the Halloween parade yesterday. Uh, me and our friend Carla dressed up as the nurses from Silent Hill. You guys looked really good. It was wild. We like terrified a lot of people. <laughs> 
like a lot of we kept getting stopped for pictures. It was like Comic Con. Like everyone's like, Oh my god, can I get a picture with you? And I'm like, Okay. Louder, and louder, louder, louder. Very what's happening? Who's louder? No, I, my computer Yeah, do you hear it? He's like, Hello, hello. I don't hear anything. What are you talking uh, about? You don't hear it? Okay, that's good. That means that uh Okay, never mind. It means that it's canceling. It's doing its job. Are you okay? Paul's going. Yeah, through no. It. Outer, Outer Worlds finished, and it was like. I'm like okay. <laughs> no, it's loud. only on your side. Anyway, um, okay. sorry. Go on. So, anyways, we to you. it was like Comic Con. Yes, people were taking pictures of us. It was great, but it was really hard to like. Like sometimes some people would wave me over, and I would see them, but Carla wouldn't see them because the masks are very restricting, and you can't see anything besides like a pin prick of like directly in front of you. So I would see people stop for pictures, and she's just keep walking, shambling down the street. So I have to like run over, grab her, but like stay in character, just like shamble over. It was a lot of a lot of fun. Shambling is that the official phrase Ford of okay. shambling over? Um, but yeah, getting the shamble? getting the blood off was uh, that was fun. I had to scrub for like ten minutes. Um, yeah. So yeah, not using that blood again on my skin because who knows what it, it has done. Um, besides that. Luigi's Mansion 3 has been downloaded. I'm oh, fake. That's good. I meant to play it before starting this episode, but I haven't yet. But I'm very excited to to finally play a new game that isn't freaking Overwatch. Um, speaking of Overwatch, we got some fun Overwatch news later in the episode. But yes, yeah, we also played Overwatch. We played oh, yeah, Overwatch we the other night. We, we did. We did a uh, little bit of the Halloween stuff. Yeah, it's always good times. We Is the Halloween the event over? Uh, no, it finishes like next Tuesday, Tuesday or whatever, or Monday, November fifth yeah. okay. or whatever. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. So there's still hope for me to get one of the four skins that I didn't get. So it's good. You, oh, you didn't get Baptiste either, huh? Rest in no. peace. Baptiste and Junkrat. I got Junkrat on Switch. I didn't get Baptiste, and then I'll have what is it, Sombra now? Yeah. yeah. Which is Wait, not even what? a new skin. This is like the it was like a BlizzCon exclusive two years ago, and they're finally like re-releasing it. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, that's fine. That's All fine. right. Shall we jump into some hot tops? Yes, we have some uh, we have some new stuff in here, hot off the presses. Hot uh, off the presses. We'll start with uh, our Disney slash entertainment, usually because this is primarily Disney news. But there's no Disney news. One, there's I mean, no Disney news. I mean, this, week. this one could be considered maybe Disney associated. Um, Spider Man into the Spider Verse, arguably the greatest film of 2019 or 2018. Sorry, is coming back April 8th, 2022. I am so excited with the sequel. Yeah, Ugh. I was going to say this is uh, this is good. This is so good, but I mean it's two and a half years away. But whatever, maybe we won't be dead by then. Who knows? Animation takes a, a good amount of time, no, so yeah. I'd rather them take their time and do a good job than to uh, than to rush this. Yeah. So the first one took five years to bring to the screen. That, so that's the thing. So well, I think that well, I don't know. I think there's something to say around like. They have a base layer of what they can use, per se. I don't know if it works yeah. like that in film, but I'd I imagine think, with animation like this, digital animation, they should be able to use that as a base and then be able to bring, yeah. you know. There's a lot less conceptualizing that needs to happen because correct. they kind of have the art style down. They just need to maybe, like, update it or revamp it um, yeah. based on, like, new technology that comes out between now and then. So, yeah. besides that... Um, I'm really light on news this morning, or this morning, this evening. Um, this morn. Shut up. PlayStation View is dead. Did anyone use this? I think I considered using it one time. And then so I there was a rumor that they were trying to sell it, like, the day before, and the next day they're like, hey, it's dead. 
well, yeah, who are they going to sell it to? Everyone has some kind of streaming service, and none of them are particularly doing well. Yeah, um, well, that's the thing. So, did, so well, let's jump into uh, let's jump into the PlayStation blog post here. Yeah, so um, for those unaware, before we jump into it, PlayStation View was PlayStation's uh, TV service where you can get, like, 30 or so channels. Or there's different packages, like 30, 40, 50, I think it was, at different price points. And it was, like, live TV, so it was, like, a whole, I guess, competitor to... Uh, What's the nearest competitor? DirecTV, uh, Sling, Sling TV, AT. Uh, well, I think they changed the name to ATT, AT&T TV now, or something like that. It used to be DirecTV now, but then that's obviously too many T's. Yeah, I, I can't remember if that's what it's called or not. But anyway, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that that's it, just what it became. So, um, yeah, Sling and that one, and what else? I feel like I'm missing one. Sling. Oh, YouTube TV, uh, Hulu. Yeah, YouTube Live, TV, Hulu has called. it. Um, there's, uh, I think Dish has one now, um, and I, I want to say Spectrum, like uh, Xfinity has, I'm sure, like a version of it. I don't know. Every Everyone and their mother has a way to get cable TV that no one else watches anymore. And watching yeah. cable TV is so jarring to me because I haven't had cable in so long that when I sit down and watch I'm like, oh, y'all got commercials? Hmm. I haven't seen those in years. Yeah. But, well, I don't know. We have, we have uh, cable TV still, but that's also because I get a, you know. I got a package as an yeah. employee, so so it's uh, it makes life. more sense. But well, even even before I used the employee package, I had you know it. I don't know. It was like a hundred and it's like one hundred thirty-two dollars is what we used to pay back. That's when, so many dollars. Yeah, but that's for internet. That was like for gigabit internet, and that oh, that's was for the internet for, too. Okay. Yeah, so it's not terrible. Like when you package it together, I don't know. I can justify it because. I don't know. Lauren likes to watch the Hallmark Channel around the holidays and watch all those movies. So it's tough to like go online and and be able to, I don't know, find yeah. like the equivalent. So if I you're if you're the kind of person that likes to just like serendipitously fall into something cool to watch on TV, then yeah, there you go. which it's well, it's fun to watch like game shows and stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah, you can't really... Jokers, trash TV. Yeah, you know. So that is but. fair. Yeah, so I don't know. Oh, yeah, anyway, so back to the PlayStation blog. Um, why don't you read this blurb yeah. since you already started talking about it? Yeah, yeah, so they go, uh, Today we are announcing that we will shut down the PlayStation View surface on uh, January 30th, 2020. Unfortunately, the highly competitive pay TV industry with expansive con- or expensive content and network deals has been slower to change than we expected. Because of this, we have decided to remain focused on our core gaming business, which is fine. Yeah, so this is this is I mean there's something to be said here about the the amount of money it takes to go in and do a streaming TV service like this is a lot more than people seem to think. I mean, I yeah. Mean, I, all those like issues where where there's like Viacom has pulled all its I don't think Viacom channels are ever on PlayStation View because the deals yeah, that they have to sign are so expensive. Yes, they recently pulled uh like Nickelodeon whatever and people yeah, were Nickelodeon, like what the MTV, hell? Like, all that. Yeah, it's uh slurp slurp sorry paul's drinking did, water did you hear that <laughs> yes it was like <laughs> oh whoops anyways sorry i was drinking from a water bottle um it's funny because you're like staring at me i'm like i'm ed talk i'm drinking water what do you want me to do and you're, you're in like middle of a sentence and you're like mm, that was the time to, to oh slurp stop i was thirsty mm-hmm. i was thirsty so anyway sure, yes sure. they uh i mean the amount of money it takes to, to put yeah i don't know it's like espn like there, there's numbers out there that are like oh how much do you think it takes to put espn on a cable service and the number is like ridiculous but that's not sustainable so then you have like disney is coming out with espn plus and 
I don't know. I think it's going to be very interesting to see what happens because, like we've seen now, so PlayStation View is like the first fallen soldier of the uh, of the digital, whatever streaming army. And uh, I guess pay TV is the accurate way to put it because it's not like its own. There was never like original content. No, there was like, yeah, like correct. Cable TV, yes, I guess. True, true, true. So the big the big carriers that are still doing like cable box TV are still doing that, and they can survive because they've been around for so damn long. They're used to the types of profits that they're getting. So I don't know. It's it's very interesting. I I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. It's it's interesting because even like Verizon teamed up to give like I think when Verizon launched five G home. They teamed up to give Apple TVs and YouTube TV subscriptions, like limited subscriptions to subscribers. They didn't go in saying, hey, here's this cable box we're selling, you know, whatever. There's content and you can get your normal channels that you would get every time. So I don't know. It's just there's moves like that and moves like AT&T buying DirecTV. And I think I saw an article saying that AT&T actually pulled their pack. Like usually their package would be like, wireless plus streaming and streaming would just be like direct tv now being included and i think they just pulled all those so i think that playstation view shutting their doors was like the it was almost like when uh when gamers club unlocked went down like the gamestop one followed or when um well i guess amc stubs premiere didn't shut down but uh, when movie pass shut down cinemia shut down as well yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. So like, you know, there's everyone else is like, okay, I guess it's okay to shut down. Now's a good time. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting but, to see if what if any other um, pay TV streamers fall as a result or follow yeah. suit. Because I'm sure that like I don't know. I mean, Google has you know a shit ton of money to fund YouTube TV for for some time, but at the same time, are they genuinely growing their their membership? Like, do people actually subscribe to YouTube TV? Probably not. Like I see people subscribing to YouTube Premium because there's a lot of like YouTube original content and uh, it's nice to not have ads. I have YouTube Premium, but only because it came with my old like Google Play Music subscription. Um, but that was just I don't know. Like I would never pay for Premium by myself, let alone YouTube TV. But anyways, I'm just rambling. About YouTube Red or whatever. Yeah, premium now is what it's called. It used oh, to be called premium. Red. Yeah. Okay. Um, Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, no, I, they they try to sell me on that every time. It's like, oh, you're watching a video. Hmm, how about try YouTube Premium? I'm like, hmm, how about I don't do that? Honestly, though, it's so nice to have. Like, I don't even use Google Play Music anymore. I have Spotify, but it's so nice to have. Like, yeah, I'm just no, like, whatever, I'm I'll pay. I am it's good cool. not doing that. But it's also because I have like the family plan, so I just keep paying for it. So my like rest of my family can get. Uh, like youtube music now and they have no ads and stuff so i guess that makes sense for like your niece and nephews because you know they're watching youtube probably all day long so yep 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 yeah so what we forgot to include here is there was a a lot of um there's a lot of press around apple tv plus because that officially launched today oh did it yeah i have my so for my new job i told you i think i mentioned this last episode but I had to get a, a new MacBook, which comes with a year of TV Plus. So Correct. I get to activate it today. It's yeah, exciting. so I did that on my phone as well. So there's a you know a number of shows there, not not many. I mean, there's uh, I can open up and go off and, and tell you what there is, but and I mean, the there's one not C. That's like yeah. the only one that I'm interested in. That's the one yeah, that I the think, biggest push. I think that's the only one that's good too. So 
Um, there was a lot of uh, there's there was like a lot of reviews that came out, and <laughs> here we go. In gadget, Apple TV Plus is fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, so let's see what they say here. Uh, so this one comes from Engadget. Nothing true. Oh, oh, it's a uh, it's actually a review. So nothing truly stands out. The morning show tries its hardest to look like it's a, like important dramatic TV in the vein of Aaron Sorkin, but aside from the litany of stars, the first episode struggles so for an identity. Oh, wow, I was like, wow, I'm reading this really well, and then all of a sudden it all went downhill for an identity of its own. Uh, it's also very strange that one of its villainous news anchors, played by Billy Crudup, Crudup. Goes into an extended rant about how broadcast TV will be swallowed by tech giants and viewers prefer less complicated personalized TV or contents uh, via social media. At the end, I half expect him to stare directly into the camera like character from The Office. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but yeah, right now, they're uh, on Apple TV+. Plus. There is... Let's see. Discover Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, the Morning Show. Oh, it's telling me... Okay, see, it gave me the names of the first episode. Sorry. Aquaman is streaming on there. You can watch that. What? Oh, see. Uh, Looking at a screenshot of Aquaman being on the home thing, so you can watch Aquaman. No. What? No. What do you mean, no? (laughs) That watch now picture is, like, up next. It aggregates all of the content. So it aggregates content from, like... That you own on iTunes, it aggregates content that you can stream. Oh, wow. So that's why it does that. So Misleading. which is which is kind of nice though, because then it's like, oh, I can watch Aquaman through Netflix or whatever. Then you know, but I don't know. I see what you're talking about. My Vizio TV be, does that same thing. It's like yeah. watch now, and it shows you everything that's like available on all the apps you're signed into. But rarely do I ever use it because I'd rather just go directly into any given app. Yeah. So. Um, there's the morning show, there's For All Mankind, which is the astronaut one, there's Dickinson, C, The Elephant Queen, Oprah, uh, Oprah, which is just Oprah's book club, uh, The Helpsters, which is from the makers of Sesame Street, Ghost Rider, and Snoopy in Space. So, truth be told, I'll probably watch the first episode of Snoopy in Space. Um, uh, hello, Snoopy in Space the episode is eight minutes long. Anyways, <laughs> this is a, a disaster. Video. So I don't know what the deal is, right? So I, I was looking up like the morning show because the morning show was one that I thought looked good and then the reviews came out pretty bad. So there are three episodes of the morning show and I don't know if they plan to release more on, uh, I don't know. I don't know if they plan to release more in the future or if um, that's just it. So I don't know. I don't know. I'll, I'll wait very a limited. to see what their general reviews are of these because obviously I'm not going to waste my time watching each thing myself to form my own opinion because I'm garbage. So yeah. I'll see what's worth my time and then No, I go agree 100%. There. I hate wasting time on shitty TV. And yes. that may just be me being a stickler and kind of stupid. But no, I mean, sure when you have limited time, like when you your job isn't to review shows, so why why do it? When this podcast takes off one day and it becomes full-time, then, then we'll do that. Yeah, we'll sit there. We'll do live streams and we'll do live reactions. But play all the games, watch all the movies. But was because I guess Directv now is slowing down. They were at one point in time giving out Apple TVs when you subscribe to Directv now. So if you whatever, so I guess they have amassed this like crazy amount of Apple TV 4Ks. So they had them marked fifty percent off today through AT and T's website. So they were $90, and I grabbed one. I'm really happy because we wanted to get an upgraded one because I have an older one um, mm. that we have. So it's uh, that would be nice. I'll be able to watch all of my free 4K content 
that I'll never watch actually, but you know, it's nice to, nice to know it's there, right, Ahmed? It is nice to know it's there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were just talking about all the all the games that Ahmed has on this computer that are just there waiting. So he may not be Listen. a hoarder in real life, but he's a hoarder digitally. Listen, did you know that Grand Theft Auto Five is like eighty-one gigabytes? So you know what's funny? We I bought don't. that game together when I first got a PC with the intention to play it together, and then I recall my computer just blue screened constantly. So I downloaded it, and then it wouldn't start because my bullshit CPU was broken. Now <laughs> me with a revived computer has never uh, played a PC game ever again. Yeah, I know. Oh my god, it's remember funny. a There's way so out? Many games. We have to finish oh a god. way out. We never finish that game. Yeah, we're never going to. No, we are. But not now, but we are. Because <laughs> then day. I'm like, I want to play like Assassin's Creed Odyssey and like all these other games. And then at the same time, like, you know what? I really want to play some Overwatch after today. <laughs> Honestly, that's how it is. You're just paralyzed by choice. And then you're like, oh, well, Overwatch it is. Because that, like, I could, res- like, really, it's possible for me to sit down for play this for 10 minutes and be like, okay, I'm good. I'm satisfied. Yeah. As opposed to every other game, you're like, I have to be here for two hours. Yeah. And this is where I live now. Yeah. So it's, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's funny because, well, we'll get into all the BlizzCon Overwatch yeah. stuff. But okay. speaking before of games. <laughs> we jump into Death Stranding coverage, I guess, well, let's do this. We got the hot tops for gaming now. Uh, not much here. Uh, obviously, BlizzCon started today, so there's a lot coming down the pipe there. But let's play a little game here like we always do. So there's some new releases, nothing major. I don't know. I picked a couple at random here. But Ahmed, what do you think these reviews are at? Let's see. All right. Um, I like this game. WWE 2K20. This one just jumped out at me, so I'm like, let me just pull this one. Um, this one came out October 23rd, out. which was technically last week. Did it jump but out because it was bad? I don't know. Or it jumped out because it was good. What do you know? So you know this is, I'm guessing, the Metacritic score? Um, let's go with the Metacritic score, yes. And then I'll pull a blurb from IGN. Um, 62. Um, no. 39. Oh, anyways. And I was like, huh? That I was going to say so- like 50 something. I was like, no, that's too low. Like that someone game, likes it. Yeah. I was like, this game got. And I remember, I think the past ones. Um, oh, wait. Oh, okay. Never mind. It mentioned WWE 2K19. I'm like, wait a minute. Did I, did I pull up the wrong one? The 2K um, games have been faltering like across the board. Yeah. So, so listen to this. WWE 2K19 looked like it stepped down, step, stopped the downward trend for the series, but WWE 2K20 doubles back, breaks its ankle, and tumbles down the slope. Oh Fundamental God. parts that felt totally fine in WWE 2K19 now feel clumsy. The impressive roster of 238 superstars is all but meaningless, when a majority of them look like they crawled out of the PS2-era wrestling game. Oh, no. And while 2K20's My Career Mode offers a better wrestling story mode than most previous WWE 2K games... That's a low bar to clear. It's still saddled with bad progression and a plotting pace. This semester, 2K needs to clean up in a hurry. IGN gave it a 4.3 and said WWE 2K20 is a buggy mess, but its gameplay also feels notably worse than previous years. So, thanks, Mitchell Saltzman, for giving us the good news. That's wild. Um, Okay. What else we got? Uh, Oh, yes. I love it when these ads just come blaring through my ears. Um, Okay. (laughs) Let's do Luigi's Mansion 3. This I, one. I think you saw this one. I saw it earlier, but I haven't seen Maybe it's updated since. Um, uh, like 86? It's That is exactly it. 86. Perfect. Good memory. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's pull something from... Let's take a medium review here. Not a 90. Oh, let's pull Nintendo Life. I like Nintendo Life. 
All right, Nintendo Life says dot 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 drop dead gorgeous. Uh, they say Luigi's Mansion Three is not only a graphical powerhouse and showcase for next level games as unrivaled master of video game animation, it's also an immense helping of spooky fun as well. The amount of care and consideration poured into every facet of the game is abundantly clear, and it all results in one of the most enjoyable and attractive Switch titles of the year. It's also the undisputed high point of a franchise which, following the sterling release, will hopefully get even more love and attention from Nintendo fandom and the game community as a whole. The joys are absolutely drop-dead gorgeous graphics and environments. That's a uh, very high stake um, or a very high standard to set out there. Animations like you've never seen. Finding all the gems adds serious longevity and solid multiplayer options. The cons are lack of connectivity between floors and some rare cases of slowdown at busy points. Uh, they gave it a 9, ranking it excellent, 9 out of 10. And that one comes from Alex Olney at Nintendo Life. Nice. I'm very excited to play that one. Yeah, I, I'm i excited as well because Dark Moon was fun, and I never got around to beating it, but I got very far in it. Dark Moon was the 3DS one, right? Correct. Yep. And then I never, I never really played Luigi's Mansion 1 on GameCube because I never had a GameCube until very late in the game. So. I I want to say I played it on GameCube because I I remember playing it on GameCube, but I don't remember owning it. So I think I must have like rented it or borrowed it from someone. So yeah. I don't think I ever beat it, but I did play a bunch of it and I enjoyed it. Um, maybe my nephew had it and I borrowed it from him. But um, I actually remember my most recent Luigi's Mansion experience was at Dave and Buster's. Would they have like the the arcade game version of it? Yes. And the vacuums like clunk when you suck up the ghosts. It's so cool. Yes. It's so addicting. Yes, I believe I played that with Justin, actually, I think, at one of the arcades. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you were, I remember, we were in the mall, and yes. I made you play it. Um, yeah, it's a good one. So, I'm very, very excited. I love Luigi's Mansion, and I love a spook. And yes, I love my, Luigi, so. My copy's not coming until Tuesday, because Target said I hate you exclusively. So. Wow. Rest in um, peace. Target shipping is really, I've, <laughs> every time, totally, like, on a tangent, every time I buy something from Target, it comes in, like, the most battered and beat up box and it's always and like it's 10 times bigger. Times, yes, yeah. it's 100 times bigger than it needs to be. <laughs> Why do they always do that? They I thought it was just like a New York thing. Was it a Funko Pop? I can't remember what it was. It was something so... It was <laughs> It was a can of soup is what it was. <laughs> a can of soup? Um, I think it was actually like... It was like a baking ingredient maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. It was either like a can of olives, a can of soup, a can of something. And it came in a box that literally could have fit like a PlayStation 4. <laughs> and they put in like a hundred bubbles in there, and I'm like, okay, this is fine. Yeah, it's just a little wasteful. Okay, so I'm glad it's not just maybe it's like the tri-state area shipping distribution center that has issues. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it always comes like looking looking like it was I don't know put through a war, literally. But anyways, so, next game. Okay, next game. So Vampire came out for Switch. So where do you think that's at? Remember Vampire, the the one that's spelled with a Y R? Yes, the one that I own and have played. <laughs> Oh, you've played it, okay. Yeah, I actually played it. I have it on Steam. I remember um, ridiculing you about this because I think you paid like a lot of money for it. And I was no, like, imagine. I got it on sale. I didn't buy it when it first came out. I can't, really? Yeah, no, I got it. It was like 30 bucks or something, 30 or 40 Interesting. Um, So is this exclusive or exclusive no, the Switch for, reviews or aggregate? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is for Switch. Uh, I don't know, 75 70. That's close. Oh, okay. Uh, so this one also comes from Nintendo Life. It comes from James Bachelor at Nintendo Life. 
Uh, Vampire's brilliant take on the vampire fantasy, focusing more on drama relationships and inner conflicts than on sucking blood. Anyways, uh, the temptation at its core can lead to frustration, as the challenging boss fights feel designed to urge you towards killing more innocent NPCs. Anyone attempting a no-kill playthrough may struggle unless they're willing to invest the time, but if you're enjoying the story and characters, it's time well spent. A uh, 7 out of 10, Joy's fascinating XP system that tempts you with big boosts from easy kills, solid storytelling with strong writing, great voice acting, plenty to do outside the main quest without feeling bloated, the cons are sudden spikes in difficulty can feel punishing for those who don't want to kill NPCs, lack of fast traveling and manual saves means a lot of backtracking, combat can feel a little clunky, particularly in boss fights, like I said before, 7 out of 10. Yeah, what confused me about this game is it's when they say no kill, they don't mean people that are actively trying to kill you so like you can suck the blood like you have to suck blood from these enemies to like regain health and survive and like recharge your abilities but like it's very confusing at first to tell like who are you not actually allowed to kill if you're trying to be like a good person in the game world yeah so it's weird um but it's fun it's it's very atmospheric and moody which is you know i'm all about that it's that's your your brand my brand um, we'll go through a couple more here, so and then we'll get to the the main attraction, right? So, Disgaea Four Complete Plus comes out on Nintendo Switch. This is Disgaea Four just repackaged for Switch. I won't go into any too much detail. What do you think that's going to get, Ahmed? This is a I total blind shot. No idea what that is. I've never <laughs> even heard of it. What is it called? Disgaea. Yeah, Disgaea. Disgaea. How do you spell D-I-S-G-A-E-A? it? D i s g a e a. Sure. Um, I don't know. I don't know. There's a whole bunch of them. They, they like ported the first one and the fifth one. It's at an 85. Anyways, sure. we're going to move past that here. Um, <laughs> Never even heard about it. that. Resident Evil 5 came to Switch. What do you think that's at? Mm, I don't know. I never liked Resident Evil 5 anyway, so I would say like 70-something. 75. 71. Okay, sure. Yeah. No need to go there. It's just a port. Um, there is a triple pack. I don't know if you saw it. It was on sale for like 30-something dollars on Amazon. On of what? Switch. Four, five, six? Four, five, and six, yeah. So... Um, okay, this one, this one was kind of interesting. So we talked about this in the past. Uh, Disney Classic Games, Aladdin and the Lion King came out, and uh, came out for PS4, Xbox One, and Switch and PC. So this is just Aladdin and the Lion King, the original games from like back in the day, bundled up into a package with like every every game provided, right? So it's like Aladdin and the Game Boy versions in here. The Sega Genesis versions in here, Lion King, Super Nintendo, and Genesis versions are both in here. Are there different? Are there they were different between the versions. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were a little bit different. So um, I don't know. Seventy-four. Seventy-eight. Oh, so uh, close. Let's see. Let's go to Screen Rant and see what they have to say about this. See Packed Retro Museum. Christopher Tutin. Um, let's see what they say. Both Aladdin and The Lion King remain exactly as they were when released over 20 years ago, with all their problems and iconic art styles untouched. However, the inclusion of multi- multiple ver- game versions, a handy skip function, and behind-the-scenes content helped to elevate the Disney Classic Collection above any one title featured within. With both games mentioned here having received new, updated film versions just recently, the fact that these games were released in such a showcase-like format gives a nice historical context to the nostalgia it creates. For people who played the games in their use or fans of either movie wanting to experience 1990s tie-in video game culture, Disney classic games Aladdin and the Lion King is a perfectly preserved assortment of titles. So, they gave it a 7 out of 10. 
so yeah it's thirty dollars though and then they came out and they're like we have a retro version coming out and it's like it looks like a super nintendo box or a sega genesis box like there's two different versions of the retro version so and that is sixty dollars so that's uh i'm good yeah it's a bit much sorry fifty dollars not sixty dollars fifty dollars Oh, it's exclusive to Best Buy. Anyways, I didn't realize that. But that also comes out December 10th, so one full month from now. Um, Interesting. Yeah, so anyways, whatever. So, the main attraction, Death Stranding reviews hit. Um, do you know, do you remember what this one was at? I'm pretty sure you saw this yes, one as well. Yes, <laughs> I wrote it down. It's right here. Oh. Yeah. Um, no, so. the, the Metacritic score. Yeah, the Metacritic score is right here. Oh, you, you, oh, you wrote it In front of my face. Okay. Um 84. 84 on Metacritic. Final answer. Oh, hmm, no, wrong. Uh, okay, so these reviews are truly all over the place. I don't know if we've had a game like this that's been so all, so all over the place, right? So this is coming out on PS4 now. It's coming out on uh, PC by summer of 2020. Yes. And pretty much, I mean, like I'm scrolling through these reviews. There is a shitload of 100s, like perfect scores from... Atomics, Gaming Age, Game Planet. I know a lot of these don't sound like major outlets, but for Metacritic, they are. Game Planet, Gamer's Guide, Trusted Reviews, Game Revolution, Push Square. We got this covered. The Sixth Access, Screen Rant, Gaming Trend, Digitally Downloaded, EGM, Daily Star are all perfect 100s. That's crazy. Um, and then there's a lot of high ones here. IGN Italia, uh, 98. Is this an actual 9.8? Holy shit, it is. Interesting. Oh, it's also an Italian. Anyways. Um rightfully so i guess right um but then you go down to the bottom and you've got Stiviver gave it a 35 vgc gave it a 60 uh australian gamers gave it a 60 uh, video games 24 7 60 ign 6.8 games radar plus 70 hardcore gamer 70 then there's a whole bunch of 70s couple 175 couple 80s a lot of 80s actually uh and then some higher up so this one is pretty much all over the place, but it looks like it's from what I've read, it's either a love it or hate it kind of game. It's like you either you either like it, but then I also saw something about like you have to play through half of the game to get to a point where you know you actually start to like the game. And even Kojima himself has said like I don't know. The it, general consensus from all, between all the polarizing reviews is that it's weird as hell. Yeah, and so Kojima even said that you're not going to like it until you get through half of the game. And I'm like, I don't have time to play through half of the game. How long is the game? Like 30 hours? I don't have 15 hours to wait until I'm going to like a game. I don't know. I'm very curious and I want to try it, but not at $60. Yeah, no. So this also is a a guaranteed to love a game at GameStop. So you can buy this game, quote-unquote, risk-free and return it within 48 hours. So... I would have comes, to like pre-plan when I am going to buy it so that I know that I have that like well, you just have the right to, amount you, of time. You just have to take it back before Sunday closes business, that's all. Yeah, but I'm saying like I want to be sure that I have time to actually play it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing. So I'm not I'm not willing to take that risk on this one. Call of Duty I was because it was like we had a slower weekend, whatever. So um but yeah, so let's I want to read a piece of a review here from Easy Allies written by Ben Moore, uh reviewed on PS4 Pro. They gave it uh, an 8 out of 10, saying Death Stranding contains aspects that could have been better. It's also easy to cherish your time with it. It's exactly the kind of game that opens your eyes to how nauseatingly safe most games are. Death Stranding shoots for the moon, carelessly tossing away convention in ways others wouldn't dare. 
The game wants you to be uncomfortable, confused, bored, and to reflect on those feelings, to sit with them for a while. There's a sense of fearlessness here that's hard not to respect and that most aren't given the opportunity to attempt. Death Stranding is an easy, easy game to complain about or even be angry at, but it's also a lot more fascinating than any than many other more conservative works. So the fact that this even got made with the like being a big budget title is is awesome, I guess. Just the fact that I don't know, some like no studio executive was like, This is weird or this is strange. And I think that's why it like I don't know. So there it's, was it's drama. an achievement in, in, in that. So there's got to be articles out there about, like, the history of Death Stranding, right? But the bottom line is Kojima essentially was, like, kicked out of Konami with Metal Gear Solid. And then said, hey, I, okay, I'm going to start my own studio. You know, I think he may have even talked about crowdfunding it. And then Jeff Keighley did all that PR stuff with, like, you know, bringing him out on stage at the Video Game Awards and everything. And then Sony's like, hey, we'll pick you guys up and we'll fund your game and bet big on this game and hopefully it pays off i think it will because the divisiveness in reviews sometimes that alone will attract people to want to play this game yeah so um so i mean hopefully it does well i mean the overall the reviews on metacritic if you scroll through them the majority are favorable the majority are 80 plus um which is obviously why it's at an 86 or 84 but there's obviously some that are you know i was just shocked by ign usa giving it a 6.8 and then GameSpot giving it a 9 when usually I feel like it's the opposite, where IGN like is more known to overpraise and GameSpot like will will underpraise, I guess, for lack of a better word. Yeah, it was an interesting, uh, I don't know, interesting yeah. difference. But anyway, it, it really is. So there's um there was a quote from Jason Schreier from Kotaku. Here we go. I've only played a couple hours of Death Stranding, but if you have a newborn, having to listen to your PS4 controller make baby crying noises until you soothe it is not a pleasant experience. (laughs) Also, those first hours are super boring, though people told me it gets better later. At one point, I just put my baby down and wanted to sit on the couch, relax, give the game another chance. My character fell, the controller started crying, and I immediately turned it off and started replaying The Witcher 3. (laughs) Squalling babies aside, it makes me really happy to see the AAA games with multi-million dollar budgets trying wild new things, so I'm glad Death Stranding exists. It just hasn't resonated with me at all, and I can't imagine playing much more. So, yeah, if I if my controller started crying, I'd probably start crying too. <laughs> yeah, this is I feel like a good like winter break game, like when you're just or like a blizzard warning game kind of thing, like when you're when you're stuck at home and you have nothing to do for a few hours, you can just pop this in and yeah. get weird for a little bit. Yeah, I would agree with that. And it, you, oh my God, Star Wars is going to be one of those good games to do that. Oh my god, I'm so excited! I keep every time I keep, or every time I'm reminded of it, I like. Oh, it comes out in two weeks. Yeah, so excited! It comes out in two weeks alongside Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. So mm, I don't know about all that, but you have fun. Oh. I still haven't played Let's Go Eevee, but that's besides the point. Anyways, speaking of nothing related to that, Xbox All Access is back. I didn't even know that it went, um, but it's back. Uh, so. This was a deal where Microsoft would bundle an Xbox console, like a physical console, along with, um, in the past, it was, you know, Game Pass and Xbox Live, um, and you'd get that for, a, you know, a low monthly fee. So now it's back with um, with a new kind of bundle because they have Game Pass Ultimate. So uh, to quote from The Verge, Mike, ah, Microsoft will bundle on Xbox One, Xbox One S, or a digital version of the Xbox One S with Game Pass Ultimate from $19.99 per month for 24 months. Um, the $19.99 month 
$19.99 a month base bundle will include the Digital One S with 24 months of Game Pass Ultimate and the option to upgrade early after 18 months uh, to Project Scarlet, that is. Uh, the regular Xbox One S bundle is $22.99 a month over 24 months um, with the same 18-month uh, uh, upgrade period, and the Xbox One X is available for $30.99 a month. Um, and this one gets you kind of uh, earlier access to break out of your contract. Um, you can upgrade in 12 months' time to Project Scarlet from the One X bundle. So this is interesting. Um, I don't think this is necessarily for me or for us, uh, but it is nice for, you know, I don't know, families that don't necessarily have $400, $500 to drop on a console and games or like a Xbox Live subscription or whatever. Um, so this gives them an easy way to, I don't know, get something nice for the kids for the holidays. Yeah, so this is this is cool. And the fact that they're doing, uh, they're ramping it up to be like Scarlet compatible, if you will, is pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I wonder if the, the price stays the same when you upgrade to Scarlet, like from whatever uh, you're paying, or does it upgrade? Yeah, I don't know. Which will be interesting. Uh, if anything, I feel like it would be the Xbox One X price point. Like it would stay the same, maybe. Yeah. Or maybe it would be like $35, like $34.99. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. We shall see. I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. But I, I'm i really excited. It kind of dawned on me the other day of like, I'm really excited for the next generation. But at the same time, like it's been so long that I've been like, I've had so many games that I want to get back to one day. That it's kind of sad because I know that once the next gen comes out, it'll just be that'll be the next big thing. PS4 and Xbox One will get pushed to the side, and that'll be that. And I just really hope that PS5 is backwards compatible. Has that been confirmed? It's been confirmed. Yeah, okay, it's been confirmed. So Never mind then. We're good. Yeah, which is nice, right? So then yeah. you have that. There's that to be yeah. happy about. That was the worst thing about PS4 was the non backwards compatibility with PS3. Yeah, and and I guess I I guess I forget about that too, right? It's not going to be like a hard stop of like okay. You're not going to play these games anymore. It's yeah, like I literally never got to play Infamous, even though I owned them, because I got the PS4 and I needed to sell the PS3. Those games were so much fun. I mean, they were, like, fun for their time. I don't know how they've aged, but yeah. it's... Uh... I'll play them one time on PlayStation now, hopefully, before they shut that down, too. No, they, they won't shut that down. <laughs> they better That'll not. be alive and well. Um, all right, let's move into the next one here. Call of Duty Modern Warfare is the biggest opening for the franchise of this entire generation so it's done over $600 million in three days, which is ridiculous. It's the number one top-selling digital opening in Activision history. Uh, Activision history, sorry. The number one selling game of 2019 and the top-selling Call of Duty PC launch, which is interesting. Uh, and that obviously comes from Activision, uh, but I was, it was tweeted out by Nibelian, who is an analyst. Um, so it's... Very interesting, not entirely surprising, right? I mean, everyone kind of knew that was going to happen. So what was interesting to me, though, is that in some of my more recent GameStop visits, people were coming in to cancel their physical pre-order and pre-ordered it digitally. And I'm like, okay. They pre-ordered it digitally through GameStop? Yes. Why? I don't know. So Did GameStop have a pre-order exclusive? Like two different people had asked that. They're like, "Oh yeah, I want to, I want to, I want to buy it digitally," and I think GameStop was going to sell them a code, but I don't know. It, it was just very strange. So I'm anyway. wondering if GameStop had a pre-order exclusive for digital pre-order specifically. Oh, uh, maybe or something. Maybe you're right. They might have. Maybe you're onto something there. Who knows? Well, while you look that up, I think it's time we jump into our last and arguably most exciting part 
of the episode, BlizzCon 2019. Very exciting. So started today with the opening ceremonies. Um, and right before the whole opening ceremony, like big kind of main stage, whatever, um, which was kind of disjointed. It wasn't like a traditional like E3 kind of main stage presentation. Um, it was interesting. So they they had all these different big like rooms, like the when it was D23, it was Hall D23 and like D23 Arena, like all these different uh, stages. And they hopped back and forth between the stages to present different things. So like the Warcraft uh, World of Warcraft news was presented on the Warcraft stage. There was a Hearthstone stage, like themed specifically to that. There was like a generic main stage, and there was like a, and that's where the Overwatch stuff happened. Um, anyways, so before all that, they opened with apologies about the, how they handled the whole uh, Blitzchung Hong Kong controversy, um, but they didn't actually like do anything. Like the president, um, what's his name? I forgot his name. Something Allen. Oh, Whatever doesn't matter. President of Blizzard. Um, came out and was, you know, apologized or whatever about how they handled the situation, but didn't, like, do anything to rectify, like, reducing the suspension for Blitzchung or anything like that. So it was kind of empty. I, I thought they did. But I thought they reduced the suspension, like, that was their They did rate. earlier, when they first initially released, like, the apology letter, where it was, like, in Chinese. That gotcha, whole thing. gotcha, gotcha, yes, yes, um, yes. They reduced it from a year to six months, but they haven't done anything since, and they never, like, oh. said, like, we were wrong. They were just like, we're sorry for how we handled it. Yeah, and that was so I got you. So you were expecting that they were going to come out and say, hey, we're going to reduce it down to nothing. Here's Blitzchung to I mean, provide the opening remarks. I don't know what I was expecting. But no, that's, that was it a just st- weird. stupid expectation in my opinion. But I didn't expect it. I said I didn't know what I was expecting. I know. But, it's just, well, know. I guess, I'm, I don't know. I guess I don't... I'm not surprised. I wasn't expecting anything. But yeah. it's worth remarking that that's what happened and whatever. Yeah. And they moved okay. on. Uh, but anyway... So after that, uh, it kind of started, and there, there was a whole, like, 10-minute cinematic for Diablo 4, um, the whole, like, cinematic trailer, and then they immediately were like, oh, you like that? Okay, here's some gameplay. And they showed the gameplay, and it looks, looks amazing. really good. Yeah, it, uh, it's the same, like, isometric view where you're kind of, like, uh, top-down a little bit. Um, I don't know. It just looks really, really good. And no release window is given, but I don't know. It's being 20, worked on. 2021 is a safe bet. Probably. But it was, no, I don't, did they say it was playable on the show floor at BlizzCon? I want to say they, it was, at least some part of it. I, I missed that part of the presentation, so I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was, because I remember Jeff Kaplan at the end of his Overwatch presentation was like, because that was the last thing, he was like, oh, I'm looking down the hall and I can see all these uh, Diablo 4 like boxes waiting for you to guys to, to go and play, so I think it was playable to Let's some see. extent, or at least like, I don't know, something was there. But looks exciting. Um, and then for these next few things, I don't really know too much about them, but they, they happened, so I figured I'd note them. Um, World of Warcraft Shadowlands expansion is due out in 2020. Can you believe that this game is still actively being expanded? It's unbelievable how much they've expanded on this. It's been out since 2008? It's been 11 years, and it's still active. Like, There's a whole lot of people in that Warcraft audience, so um, exciting for them, I guess. And then uh, Hearthstone is getting an expansion as well. Hearthstone, I didn't even know what Hearthstone was, to be totally honest, until the whole Hong Kong controversy. Um, but it's like a digital card game kind of thing. Um, so they're getting an expansion as well called Descent of Dragons. If you're interested, go ahead and Google that. That's another weird one. Yeah. Um, but the most exciting stuff, Overwatch 2, has officially been announced. Um, most of the rumors that we discussed in the previous episode uh, came to fruition but I guess we have a little more um, knowledge about how it all works out. 
because uh, I mean, Jeff Kaplan literally when he started the presentation he was like I don't know what to say right now because um, people have been telling me all week on like I can open my phone and this is the script like everything leaked <laughs> we're like oh okay so it confirmed that the leaks were true that's what he was joking about okay all yeah. right gotcha because I heard him say that, and I'm like, haha, is he trying to say, like, I don't know what he's trying to say, but... I thought he was trying to say that the teleprompter was broken, but then he was like, I don't know what to say, because everything's leaked. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, uh, after a bunch of uh, cinematic trailers and a gameplay trailer that looked pretty good, um, they've confirmed that Overwatch 2 will be an actual kind of sequel, um, like a separate SKU, separate game that you will buy, it's not an expansion, um, and it'll have actual story modes. So one will be the co-op story missions, where it's kind of similar to the to the seasonal event story missions that we get. Um, so this is from the Overwatch website. I kind of pulled these quotes. Um, so co-op story missions uh, says, play an active role in the next chapter of the Overwatch saga through a series of intense four-player missions. Fight back against Null Sector, uh, uncover the motives behind the Omnic attacks, and confront a rising wave of new threats. Um, in addition to that, there will be replayable hero missions. And so this is where... Um, the kind of leveling system that I think we discussed before comes into play. So it, I, won't, I don't believe you'll be able to level your character or, your, or heroes or get different abilities in different modes other than these specific hero mission modes. Um, I mean, it might bleed into the story mode or into the story missions, but to quote from Overwatch website, the battle continues with hero missions and escalating uh, as escalating crises break out around the world, encounter an ever-changing array of scenarios with a range of diverse and dangerous enemies. Level up your favorite heroes and earn powerful customization options to help beat the odds. Um, so I think it looks really cool. They showed a little brief snippet of Tracer's like abilities and um, like uh, in the gameplay trailer they had different abilities where May was able to like put herself in her little ice block and then she freezes all the enemies around her. Tracer has this thing called like speed kill where the more kills she gets, the um, the shorter her cooldowns are, things like that. So really really interesting new methods of play basically. What's uh, insane is that that tracer like skill area that like the little skill, I don't know. It was like a clip of the video. That screenshot was one of the screenshots that was leaked, which is I don't know. Oh just insane. yeah, it. I thought it looked fake when it leaked, but it was exactly yeah the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, so yes, that that's why Jeff was like literally everything leaked. Um, but then so the story mode is pretty much what's exclusive to Overwatch Two. Um, everything else regarding the regular core PvP game, where it's just 6v6, whether it's in quick play or competitive or whatever, that's all also coming to Overwatch 1, which I thought was really interesting. Um, so Overwatch 2 is basically a story mode, and it has like this multiplayer mode that coincides with Overwatch 1. Um, so like, and there'll be cross-play and whatnot, so it's not just coming, but like you can be playing on your regular old Switch and be playing with someone that's playing Overwatch 2, also presumably on a Switch. Um, also, that was announced uh, in the press release that it is coming to Switch. Um, so updates to the PvP modes. There's a new uh, map type. Uh, it's called Push. In Push, a new symmetrical map type that will launch in Overwatch 2. Teams battle to take control of a robot that begins in a central location and then push it towards the enemy base. Uh, either team may take control of the robot at any time. The team that pushes the robot farthest into the enemy side wins the game. So it kind of sounds a little bit like a capture the flag ish where you have to like go into the enemy base um but so could be interesting and sounds like a lot of fun i think yeah it does sound fun and there'll be multiple new heroes and maps at launch um two of which were confirmed today uh, echo we saw in the trailer um echo was also in one of the old like uh, story videos that they released um with mccree 
and uh, Sojourn was also confirmed. Sojourn was like a voice in one of the Talon side missions or whatever during, uh, I don't know, during like the one of the events. So very exciting stuff. And then there was like a whole bunch of maps, ones like Rio de Janeiro, there's one in Toronto, and there's uh, a few others that I'm escaping me at the moment. Um, and then last but not least, all of your earned items in the original game will carry over to the new game. I wonder if this will work across platforms or if it's only if you have a save file for the original, um, for the like original uh, game on, on your console. So I don't know. I hope that it works cross platform because it is one I really Blizzard do ID. Because then I would just move to PC or move to Switch or just, I don't know. They rebuilt the game from the ground up. I really hope they considered this because I'm ready to have my skins everywhere. Please. Thank you. Oh my God. Yes, please. I'd be able to have my Junkrat skin that I didn't right. get on PS4. And then I'd be able... I mean, I guess cross-progression in terms of leveling up won't ever happen, because, I mean, that just makes sense, because you can't just, like, level up on on PC and then jump on Switch and be, like, level 100. Yeah. But no. um, just the items. Please just sync the items. Yeah, even if it's just, you know, just the historic or the legacy skins and everything, because that'd be nice. Because a lot of people put in a lot of time into getting every single one of them, like a person that is on my screen. Mm-hmm. Me. <laughs> So a couple interesting things here. Um, obviously, the bush chunk thing. I guess I was a little aggressive when I was talking before, but like I don't know. I just I don't think oh, yeah. my expectation. Obviously, what they did is wrong, right? My expectation wasn't that they were going to come out because people were protesting. I don't know if you saw those uh, those yeah. pictures, but people were, people were dressed out- in Winnie the Pooh outfits, standing yep. outside of the convention center. There were people giving out free uh, free protest t-shirts outside of the convention center yes to wear inside of it yeah i saw that yes so it's uh it's actually kind of crazy so yeah i mean their apologies and everything they reduced the suspension that's it i think that's as much as they're gonna do so now they're gonna focus on you know what what they have to show and all that stuff and try to take away that noise as they would consider it with content that fans will forget about that and whatever but and i mean at the same time like it's not like every single person at Blizzard shares the view of what happened. This is very much a thing that's above a lot of people's heads. Oh, yeah. So, yes, the leadership at Blizzard may suck, and we know it does suck because it's Activision Blizzard, and they've made a, they've had a lot of missteps in the past um, in the past year. Just in, not in terms of, like, public controversies, but in terms of, like, releasing bad games like that. What did they do? Like, last year at E3, there was some garbage game that was released for mobile. Oh, well, no, they're like, hey, we have one more game to announce, and then, like, the Diablo noises or something, some indication that it was going to be Diablo came up, and it was, like, a trailer, and, like, Diablo Immortal coming to mobile. Oh, yeah, that, that whole nonsense. So, obviously, yeah, the leadership sucks. What I'm trying to say is there are people that have worked on, you know, these games that are not, you know, anti-Hong Kong, so. yeah. So it sucks. The whole situation is, is shitty, and apparently they continue to censor. Like, the the Blizzard subreddit is a disaster. Like, they keep shutting down mega threads, and like it. And I don't know. It's 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 a mess. So, but at any rate, all that aside, um, you know they're wrong in what they're doing, and people will continue to hold them accountable, which is good because we need to. Um, yes. So I searched up Diablo Four and Overwatch Two release dates. And I got some interesting articles. So this one comes from PC Games N, who says Diablo 4 is, quote, not coming out soon, not even Blizzard soon. So uh, yeah, they interviewed... 
literally no release window given. But yeah, yeah. They, they interviewed the game director. A game of this scope takes time, explains game director Luis Bariga. We're not coming out soon, not even Blizzard soon. Bariga describes the current build as a quote first early step in the journey, and reiterates that Diablo 4 is still very early in development. So it looks like it'll be a while before Blizzard shows it again, let alone announce the release date. It's probably gonna be a next gen game at this point. It has to be because next gen's next year. So I think it's gonna be 2021 personally. But yeah. And then, unfortunately, with that also comes Overwatch 2. When is Overwatch 2's release date? At BlizzCon's uh, 2019, this one comes from, sorry, PC Gamer, uh, Morgan Park from Blizz, uh, PC Gamer. At BlizzCon 2019, Blizzard said that Overwatch 2 is still early in development and isn't sure when it will re- when it will release. Quote, I don't know. I have no idea, game director Jeff Kaplan said at the reveal panel. Like, just let us make it great. Uh, that's what we care about more than anything. We don't have a date in mind. Following the reveal, Blizzard said they're going dark on Overwatch 2 until they have more to share. Interesting. Because they showed a lot to not have even the window. I thought that they said something about 2020, but maybe I'm I thought this looked Yeah, I thought this looked more ready than not. So um, I'd imagine this is one that will become cross-generation. So they announced yeah. it for PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. I'd imagine that will become PS5, Xbox, whatever, and Switch. Uh, Scarlet, I guess. Whatever that ends up being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very exciting. All right. So. Well, in the meantime, we'll just stick with Overwatch 1 and not playing any other games besides maybe Luigi's Mansion 3 for one hour. <laughs> Someone was like, it's like a vacuum simulator. I just didn't like it. And I'm like, it is okay. a vacuum simulator, but the best way possible. Yeah, exactly. Someone called, I think, it was, I don't know if Brad, our friend Brad, I don't know if he was quoting something or, or what. He was talking about Death Stranding being like, a Grubhub simulator, like a, being a delivery driver for Grubhub. I was like, what? I was like, what? I, so I didn't watch any of the reviews um, on Death Stranding. I really don't know what it's about, so it's unfortunate. I'm pretty sure you have to, like, deliver this baby to someone or someone. Anyways. That's I good. don't know. It's like the Krusty Krab Pizza episode of SpongeBob. Stop. <laughs> Remember when we were like, there's no news, and somehow we pulled an hour and a half of content? Because we rambled about the Spice Girls for so long. Oh, it's fine. Give the people what they want, Ahmed. Truly. It's all, all right. good. Come for the Spice Girls, stay for Overwatch 2. Literally. (laughs) It is about that time. We've overstayed our welcome now. This has been episode 63. Thanks for listening, y'all. We'll be back next week with episode 64. And then the following week, episode 65. Who? Following week, episode 66. Would have guessed it. I know. (laughs) You're ridiculous. It's incredible. Hey, you know what I was thinking? We have to do a spoiler cast for The Rise of Skywalker. That needs to happen. Okay. (laughs) I mean, So we'll do it in 2020 when I beat the game. (laughs) The Rise Wait. of Skywalker, the movie. Oh, sorry. I was thinking of the game. Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, if we yeah, had earlier uh, review copies, you know, it'd be easy. Hmm. Easier. Not really. One day. We still, we still yes. probably be behind, but... We'll definitely do a spoiler cast for Rise of Skywalker. Tickets are set. I have a ticket for Dolby and then IMAX the next day. Um, so, very exciting. Very, very exciting. All right. All right. This is episode... What the... <laughs> Episode what? what the fun cast sixty four <laughs> episode season three. Shut um, wait, huh? The tip of the tongue, the teeth, the lips. Okay, this is episode sixty three of what the fun cast. Signing off. Peace.